Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Logan. And in the studio with me, Nick Von Brick. Woo! And with us again, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. Hello. This is Big Easy Bets. This is episode 94, brought to you by Prediction Strike. Again, I've said it a million times now. Go download Prediction Strike. It is the stock market for athletes. If you go to fantasy football, you'll be good at Prediction Strike. You'll be good at making money, buy low, sell high. Odell. Didn't come to the Saints. Hope you didn't invest in Odell. Um, but, yeah, if you got a beat on somebody who's going to have a good week, go download Prediction Strike or uh, in the App Store or go to the website, www.predictionstrike.com. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS, all one word. They'll match a free athlete share of $20 or more. All right, episode 94. Um, getting down to the nitty-gritty. Two weeks of college football left. Obviously, we're going to do the same thing that we always do with bowl season. We're going to pick every single bowl game, but it's definitely getting to be crunch time. Um, we're all coming off of a decent week. I say decent. Nobody nobody was in the negatives uh, in college. NFL was a whole nother story. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, what what's there to talk about? College basketball is back. I'm absolutely on fucking fire. Um, I, what am I, 15 and 7? I should be. 17 and five weren't for two bullshit last second shots uh for all of our college basketball picks you got to follow the instagram big easy bets um that's where you can get all of the picks from but yeah saints game oh we keep losing games that we should win i mean i say that we should win that same titans team went on the road to la and beat up on the rams bad so it shows you how much that Vegas values the Saints, the fact that we were, what was it, three points? Yeah, three-point underdogs. On the road in Tennessee. And then this week, we're one-point underdogs on the road against Philly, which I know it's Philly, but they've, they're have they scrappy. They can pull out some tough wins. Um, we struggle with a scrambling quarterback. So, uh, But I got to say, like, we so if, if Jameis doesn't get hurt, if Jameis doesn't get hurt, I mean, dude, we're looking at a one-loss team, realistically. Yeah. I I mean, you got to handle business against the Giants. But we beat the, the Falcons with Jameis, and we beat Tennessee with Jameis. We still should have beat Tennessee. So, I mean, are you are you handing the reins over to Taysom? Um, yeah. Are you? I would. I would have been done it, though. So, I mean, I'm not. It's not like Simeon's doing bad or anything. I just think that. I don't think he's doing bad at all. But you just look at. The only negative was he took those sacks, in my opinion. Yeah, and and, then in the end. Which you can't do. But but in the end, what, you mean like the two-point conversion? No, um, you know, taking those sacks was big. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, if you're still talking about the sacks. Yeah, no, that was bad. But it's like, it's just a different dimension. It's a. Whole nother dimension with him, with Hill and that the defense has to worry about, and it's like I don't know how much you you would loot. Like right now, Simeon's a game manager. 
and he's he's doing good. Well, the receivers aren't giving him much help, but it's like I don't know. At at times, I was begging for Taysom Hill to to be put in the game, and I never like I you want to hate when he's in. You want to put him under center and let him just take the reins and play quarterback yeah. the whole game. See, I don't know. I I don't. Um, if you want to put him in to throw keep the defense on the heels middle of drives and all of that and do some more quarterback power and then let him throw a little bit sure but it's like well one he's made a glass apparently he's hurt again he's not practicing again Taysom. yeah this week he's on the injury report he didn't practice um but i'm i'm not disappointed with what simeon's doing he threw quite a few good balls there was one that i was like that was a terrible throw it might have been to kenny stills um or maybe it was Jawan Johnson, whatever. Um, I'm like, that's a fucking risky throw. And you go back and look, and it hits the dude right in the hands. He just drops it. I'm like, okay. Uh, he had that touchdown to Callaway right before the two-point conversion. Uh, and then the two-point conversion, like, 0% chance that that ball gets caught. Like, I hate that that's what we decided to go to, a, a, a wheel route, uh, a Mark swing Ingram. route to Mark Ingram, double, triple covered. But I got to say, it was like, the only spot that you could put that ball is where he put it. Like it really wasn't a bad throw. It's just, there was never a chance of that getting completed. And that defender came in at the last possible second too to, to block it. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was never going to get through, but, um, I honestly, I, the lack of mobility is the only knock on him. In my opinion, he's not throwing really very many risky throws. He's doing what we should need him to do. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're a defensive and we're a run-the-football team now. We went in on the road to Tennessee without Alvin Kamara, without Jameis Winston, without Michael Thomas, and without our left tackle, Teron Armstead. And we should have won. Like, the the rough in the passer call was terrible. If that doesn't happen, then we win. And then we fumble the opening second-half kickoff and hand them a touchdown. And then we still have a two-point conversion to go down and tie the game to potentially win a coin toss in overtime and win the game. And then Troutman, who's the biggest bust of all time. Like, that's what you get for drafting somebody out of Dayton. Dayton's a basketball school. Like, he gets a false start. And then now we, it's two-point conversion from the two-yard line. Now it's from the six- or seven-yard line. So, we're just not, we're not handling business when we, oh, oh, and I not even, didn't even fucking mention the fact that the field goal kicker sucks. I was about to say the kicking is <laughs> absolutely terrible. So, it's like, I don't, I don't put it on. Simeon at all not even a little no bit. that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that I think that putting Hill in will give the offense a, I'm not saying we were losing because of Trevor Simeon I'm saying that because we don't have the playmakers at wide receiver yeah it's like that almost nullifies any chance we have at like really making a whole bunch of plays through the passing game yeah I get that so it, I like the fact that Taysom but so you're element. saying bring Taysom in and kind of run him like almost like a Lamar Jackson offense yeah, R- RPOs yeah, or and shit. Mostly run run the ball seventy close to seventy yeah. percent. And I, of yeah, and if time. that's what we were gonna do, then I'm all for that. But Pay- Sean Payton doesn't do that. That's what I don't understand. We're using Taysom and taking away his best attribute. Like whenever they were trying to prove that he could be a quarterback, it was like he's hanging in the pocket and he's trying to make all these throws. It's like Lamar Jackson won the MVP, and, and Taysom Hill's not Lamar Jackson, but he could be a poor man's Lamar Jackson, a little bit more. Uh, power run versus juking people out of their shoes, but same concept, and we just don't do it. I, I don't know why. So if they wanted to use him like that and go with nothing but basically RPOs, it, dude, that was the perfect scenario for Mark Ingram and Taysom Hill to just take over. Take over and grind the clock, 
we're a defensive and run the run the football team. Keep and and so yeah, no, I agree with you from that would, standpoint. And especially when we got down to the red zone on the drive that we kicked a field goal to. Uh, we were down 11. We kicked a field goal to be down eight. Yeah. It's like I wanted Taysom Hill in there Go for, for it. to run. Yeah. Run the ball. Yeah. It's like when you get in the red zone, you need to run the ball to score. Yeah. So I don't know why. It's like we bring him in at weird times. We used to rely on him a little bit more, it seems, but now we're not. Yeah, no, I, and that could stem from the concussion. Said he had a 45-minute lapse of, like, memory. He doesn't remember 45 minutes after he took that hit. Jesus. So it could be – um Health-wise, the concussion lingering potentially, uh, but you're also taking a weapon off the field when you take him, when you take him off, uh, when you put him under center. You are and you aren't. I mean, you're getting somebody at a different position, obviously. But yeah, no, I, I that's a game we should have won. We should have beat Atlanta as well. We exactly what I said was don't start slow, come out right from the get go, and we scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to make it a game, and then we lose by a field goal. Score 22 points in the first quarter, and then let the defense pin their ears back. So, I don't know. It, it's frustrating, but the good news is Tampa lost, Carolina and Atlanta all lost. So, I mean, we're right where we were. Yeah. We're, we're, we're refusing to pick up ground on the division. We should be leading the division. We should be in first place in the division. So, that's frustrating. This was supposed to be a rebuilding type year. And this realistically, if Jameis, if Jameis were to not get hurt, I mean, what are we right now? We're five and four. We would be, I'm 100% convinced, if Jameis were to not get hurt, we would at least be 7-2. and two. First place in the division with legitimate, with the way the, the league is this year, legitimate, like I would put a bet on us to win the Super Bowl. Like, because it'd probably be pretty good value. And, I mean, it's like, dude, we would have, this was supposed to be a rebuild year. We would have legitimate Super Bowl, an argument, in my opinion, with the way the defense which the defense fell off this last week. Marshawn Lattimore was his worst game of the year by far. He gave up five catches for – he gave up – he was targeted five times for five catches over 100 yards. So that's terrible. But it's those crossing route bullshit. He kept getting tripped up by the linebackers and all of that. Like, I don't know. I'm not a good enough uh, breaking down defenses to say what we should do in that situation, but it's a lot of, like, they're getting him in traffic. So it's not like he's getting beat downfield – which he may have on a couple, but it's a, it was a lot of crossing routes that were that were killing us. But anyway, we'll look ahead to this week's game um, a little bit later. But uh, in college football news, rumor circulating is that LSU has offered Lincoln Riley an eight-year, ninety-plus million-dollar contract. And there's also rumors that due to the new transfer transfer portal um, rules, that Caleb Williams could come with him. What do you think? I'd Sign take Riley. Me the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Caleb Williams? Um, I know we just watched and we just streamed it last week. <laughs> I know what happened. Sign me the fuck up. I'd still take him. Nah, yeah, I'd take him, but I mean, who you want, Max? No, I mean Caleb Williams probably gonna be I the like Heisman favorite. I think he's got like that Johnny Manziel type flair, in my opinion. Like he had that one play where he broke well, at the least tackle. He'll throw it, you know. Max yeah. Johnson doesn't know what he's no, doing. No, yeah, sling the fucking football, but Caleb Williams will sling it too. Yeah. Give me fucking Caleb Williams. Uh, dude, he'll probably be the Heisman favorite next year. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know who else it would be. Unless yeah, some, unless some people come back, like, that could leave. Um, 
or probably should leave, but yeah, sign sign me up. Bryce Young will be back. Stroud will that's be true. back. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but still, he's going to be top three in the high. I mean, so we could we could get a Heisman, a top three Heisman candidate at in the transfer portal because we signed Lincoln Riley, and then that mm-hmm. then you're going to get weapons because you can say, oh, look who's coming, like. Lincoln Riley, great offensive mind, even though if you watch our stream, I said, fuck him. I don't want him. But if Caleb Williams is in the deal, dude, I'm all for it. I have a Caleb Williams jersey. Yeah, you could just paint the letter. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. Careful. I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, who would you, would you rather, Jimbo? No, I don't want Jimbo's old ass. Like, who, who, who do you want? Because they said Mel Tucker's also finalizing a deal of his own with Michigan State. Like a ten-year, ninety million dollar deal. They're gonna pay him that much money. That's the rumor. Jesus. Yeah. So maybe so. I mean, I don't know. It's like who else? Joe Brady. I don't think he wants. If I were him, I probably wouldn't. You could just keep doing what you're doing in the NFL, and then not like they're lighting it up. But if you do start having some success, you yeah, he needs to because at one point there was like questions whether. He was going to get play call and duty stripped from him. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, that. I mean, be. they were struggling. Well, then maybe. That yeah. was mostly Donald's fault, though. Well, yeah, he sucks. But, yeah, then maybe if that's the case, maybe you say, all right, I'm coming back to Baton Rouge. But, um, yeah, it's either it's either Lincoln Riley, Joe Brady, Dave Aranda. I mean, I don't know who else you'd want, you know? Yeah. I don't want a Luke Fickle. I don't want any of those guys. I don't want um, Iowa State. I don't want him. I don't want UL at all, uh, Napier. And then what's Iowa State? Campbell? Yeah, I mean, they're not doing that well. They lost to Texas Tech. Well, he's like – no, I know, but actually right there, Coach and Carroll, he's like in the – they're saying he's on the move, definitely. He's going somewhere. Yeah. Um, That's ironic. But, yeah, from LSU and USC to – yeah, and that's the big thing is who where who's going to get USC who, – who's USC going to get? Is it going to be James Franklin – that's like one of the main people I've been seeing, but so I don't know. It may be Lincoln Riley uh, that we are uh, eyeing down and trying to finalize the deal with. So we'll see what happens there. But all right, we'll go ahead and recap last week's college picks. Uh, I'll go top to bottom for mine. Uh, started off the week with actually we started it off great on a Thursday. Pitt minus six, and then the under seventy five. The under hit easily. We went to OT, right? Yeah, we went to overtime, and it still hit the under by like twenty points. Uh, but the pit minus six, they were up what twenty three to seven in the first half because yeah because Nick was on this as well. Um, twenty three to seven in the first half, and they let them come all the way back. Like I said, we end up going to overtime. All of a sudden, a monsoon comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and then North Carolina can't throw the ball around like they want to. Uh, if you know anything about Kenny Pickett, you know he wears two gloves, so he was ready for that. Um, but yeah, North Carolina just was struggling. Luckily, Pitt got the touchdown right off the bat. And uh, was able to hold on and win by seven in overtime. So um, then we streamed Oklahoma versus um, Baylor. Not good. Caleb Williams got benched and Rattler came in. That's all you need to know there. Uh, so, yeah, not not good at all. But five-and-a-half point favorites, they lose by like 14. Uh, Michigan minus one-and-a-half against uh, Penn State. They went by four, a good last drive for them to go ahead and take the lead. 
And then I had Ohio State minus 20 in the over 61 and a half. So the number, the total went over quickly, like halftime quickly. Um, this was one that I needed big time. Ohio State owed me for the last few times. Um, so, yeah, the over, the total was 61 and a half. Ohio State had 59. So that's all That's all you need to know there. Uh, Purdue put up 31 of their own, but not enough to cover the point spread. So we won both there. Air Force minus three. They won outright. I also had the under, or yeah, three-point favorites. They won by a decent bit, and then I had the under 45 and a half. I want to say there was 28 points scored in the first quarter. That is not good when you're betting on one of the armed forces uh, teams. So it went over. Uh, but I want to say by like 10 points, something like that. It was like 55 points scored. So uh, if we don't give up a 90 I mean, it was in favor of our Air Force minus three bet, but they got like a 90-yard touchdown. So if they're getting that, we're fucked on the, on, if you have an under. Worst bet of the night was Texas minus 30. My lock of the week loses outright to Kansas by one in overtime because Kansas has balls and went for two. Um, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> It was this was the script was set for when like when Texas played Rice and beat the shit out of them after getting embarrassed by Arkansas. Texas fucking sucks. I don't care if they're playing in a bowl game that it looks like they're the lock of the entire fucking year. I'm not betting on Texas again. I'll bet the other team. Thirty point favorites at home, and you lose to Kansas. Kansas is so bad. And they just beat Texas. Texas is not back, and they never will be back, ever. So I went 6-3. and three. It was still a good weekend, but that was brutal for my college pick uh, in Texas. So, Nick, you had six plays. Kent State plus 2.5. Got out to a 14 to nothing lead and lost the game 54-30. to 30. So I hate the Mac because – what does it, that doesn't make any damn sense? How yeah. do you get out fourteen nothing and then lose by twenty four? It's matching. It's a terrible conference. No, I can't um, stand it. <laughs> then I had Pitt minus six and a half. We got lucky there on one by seven in overtime. Oklahoma minus five and a half. This game was frustrating to watch. UAB minus plus four and a half. UAB got out to a fourteen to nothing lead and they did not blow it. Marshall tried to put together a little bit of a comeback. Grant Wells made some plays down the stretch. UAB ended up winning though, twenty one to fourteen. Um, Maryland plus thirteen. My lock of the week. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Let me tell. I hate to his little brother. <laughs> I've I've hated him since last year. I'm oh back my on the wagon. Well, look, I give people the benefit of the doubt that. You know, you'll be able to improve. Uh-huh. Tua, he, he's got shit for brains. Both Tagovailoa suck. I hate him so bad. They Look, Maryland got to the uh, inside of Michigan State's 25, five possessions in a row, and only got 14 points. Yeah, that's bro. That's right. Um, so there, there we go. We lose by 19. We don't cover. Ole Miss minus um, plus two and a half at home against Texas A&M. Ole Miss won the game by 10. So three and three. Yeah. Could be better, but definitely could be worse. Justin, you had eight plays after a horrendous one in ten week. So you turned it around a little bit. Yeah. And I, I know I went four, three, and, and one, but it felt like I went 15 and no after coming back from that week. 
Um, <laughs> so my first game was Houston minus twenty four and a half. They ended up winning thirty seven to eight. Uh, they started off slow, but they ended up turning it up in the end and ended up covering. Then Alabama first half minus thirty two. They were up like halftime. It was forty nine to three. So, yeah. um, I was a little scared whenever New Mexico scored first, though. Yep. Um, Northwestern plus twenty four and a half against Wisconsin. They lost seven to thirty five. That was a bad pick. Uh, I think Wisconsin should have won by like forty though. Wisconsin's back. Uh, yeah, I mean Graham Mertz has really <laughs> turned it around. They are bad ass. <laughs> um. Georgia Southern plus two. I thought I made this my lock of the week, but I accidentally made it UTEP. Uh, Georgia Southern plus two against Texas State. Uh, they did exactly what I said they were going to do, and they ended up winning outright. I honestly, I thought I made Ohio State my lock of the week, and then I accidentally made it Texas. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I thought I made my lock of the week yeah. UAB plus four and a half, that's but what, I accidentally made it Maryland. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, put an asterisk by this week's lock for me, please. But, all right, continue. Um, UTEP was my lock of the week at minus one against North Texas. Uh, knew this was going to be a close game, but just on the wrong side of it. Uh, North Texas won by, like, three. Then I had Wake Forest minus one and a half against NC State. They ended up winning by three. Um, I think NC State was like three of 14 mm-hmm. on third down. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to win whenever you do that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, no, that's terrible. Oregon pushed at minus 14 against Washington State and then took a loss on Oklahoma minus five and a half. So you went four three. So I went six and three. Nick went three and three. Justin went four three and one. Nobody in the in the negatives. Um, so six and three did not hit my lock of the week. That brings me to fifty seven sixty two and three. And then for my locks of the week, I am now at an even six and six. Uh, so we were eight games under five hundred. Now we're five games under five hundred. We're moving in the right direction. Nick sits at I don't know what that says forty two forty five and one. And then he did not hit his lock of the week as well what which one was your lock again uh maryland right okay you didn't mark it uh five and seven for his locks of the week and then like i said justin went four three and one that brings him to 46 57 and one and locks of the week he's still leading the way in that category seven four and one even though nobody hit their locks uh in college which also means nobody hit their locks in the nfl because we had well oh you went two and two yeah, the Bills covered. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. We still had a bit fucking terrible week in the NFL, but not as bad as I originally thought. But yeah, so we'll get to the NFL shortly. Um All right. So Thursday night. Start Who wants to start it off? One of y'all. All right, Ravens minus seven and a half. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Oh, what are oh, we doing? Break down oh. break down college. Okay, I'm, Give me your first college game. Um you got Thursday night? No. What about Friday? No. What about Saturday? I have a couple. All right, well, give us the first one. Army minus 37 against UMass. Um, You're going to take Army? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Army. Uh, UMass almost, or they did lose to uh, Maine. Uh, I don't even know if they're a Division One school. Probably not. Lost to them by like 25 um, Maine or Maine State? 
the fucking Panthers or no, something. I'm I don't I don't know. Know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Army minus thirty-seven. It's an eleven a.m. game. Yeah, All that's right. an interesting spread there because um, Army minus thirty-seven. UMass sucks. No, yeah, they are terrible. They cannot stop the run either. So, but it's like you can't have. But it, remember you can't when have any we had possessions um, with Army? Army and they were up by so many against Western Kentucky. It's if, like this, you, if this game was at 10.30, it would be my lock of the week. Uh, yeah. You can't have any empty possessions. So do you, did you have any early week games? So, well, it's only, I mean, obviously, we know my action's going on right now. Fuck that. Um, so the one Thursday game was Louisville and Duke. I was strongly, strongly, strongly considering taking Duke on the first half. Probably 11, 11 and a half maybe. Okay. Um, I'm going to stay away from it, though. I, the full game's at 20? Yeah. It seems like a bit bit much there. Yeah. Duke, Duke's got guys that can run the football. So, Mateo Durant, I like a lot. but Yeah, and Louisville's defense isn't that good. Yeah, so I was really want to do that, but I'm going to stay away. Um, n- Neither one of y'all are on any Friday games? I'm not. I don't think so. Not right now. Okay. I'm not either, but I, I, I was looking at Houston, but eight and a half is a good bit. Um, Air Force Nevada. That ought to be a good game. Yeah, yeah. That's one. That one's interesting. I thought you were going to be on that game. That one. Yeah, yeah. That one's interesting. I was sure. almost on it. I feel like you're a Nevada guy. I told everybody, watch out for Nevada. They only lost by two. The spread was two and a half last week San against Diego San Diego State. State. Yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, but I mean, it's another kind of a bad matchup for Nevada to try to win this game, but. I mean, yeah, I'm going to stay away from those as well. Um, but, all right, so, like, I don't know if we said it already or not, but the game we're streaming, stream of the week this week, is going to be uh, Michigan State, Ohio State. So, another Big Ten matchup, top ten matchup. Uh, you got number seven-ranked Michigan State Spartans going on the road to take on the number four-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. The spread currently sits at 19 points in favor of Ohio State, and the point total is at 67. Um I'll go first. You went first last time. Um, and if you disagree, it's not like you got – we don't have to be on the same side. Yeah, I already made up my mind. Okay. Um, so this is Michigan State's last chance to be in the college football playoff. Um, like we just said, Mel Tucker might be finalizing an extension. Uh, Michigan State wants to pound pound the rock with Kenneth Walker the third, who very well may be the best player on the football field. Um but Ohio State, on the other side, can do anything they want on offense, especially with the emergence of freshman running back Travion uh, Henderson. He's got over 1,000 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns. He's averaging over seven yards a carry. Uh, Ohio State's just flat out the better football team. Their defense allows 107 rushing yards per game, so they should be able to hopefully contain Kenneth Walker III and make Peyton Thorne beat them through the air. Uh, defensively, Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the country, and that's not an exaggeration. That is a statistical fact. So give me Ohio State minus 19 and the over 67. Yeah, like you said, Michigan State still 130th, dead last against the pass. Now they're taking on the number six ranked pass offense, the number one scoring offense, and the number one offense in terms of yards. Ohio State has the third ranked third down offense, converting at 53.4% of the time. Will Michigan State's offense have enough success to keep up with Ohio State? The big question is, will Peyton Thorne continue the success that he built off of last week against Maryland? He got 
made some plays against man coverage. I don't think so. The key here, like you said, the 13th-ranked rush defense Ohio State has, allowing only 106 yards per game. I don't think Peyton Thorne makes enough plays, and I think it gets out of hand early, forcing them to become one-dimensional. I'm going to take Ohio State minus 19. So when you look at it and it's like, they're literally, it's not even, like I said, it is a statistical fact. They're the worst pass defense in the country. So we just watched Ohio State drop 59 on Purdue. What, and what did I say? I said the fact that they're getting Garrett Wilson back is going to be big for them. That's what I said last week. Garrett, Garrett Wilson had 10 receptions, 126 yards, and three touchdowns through the air. On the ground, he ran one for 51 yards and a touchdown. So he accounted for four touchdowns. Um, and he's not even their best receiver. Olave's their best receiver. Um, and then you've got, actually, if you go by stats, neither one of them are their best receiver. Statistically, Smith and Jigba is their best receiver. Leads them in catches and yards. Um, so they've got a ton of guys that can do it. And then Trevion Henderson, I mean, you have to, you can't just sell out and make them beat you on the ground because they will. He's averaging over seven yards a carry. Ohio State could put up 40 in this easily. Yeah, they'll they'll score up 40 points. I think their team total is like right at around 40. So I'm looking for Ohio State to put up another 50-piece and then um, Michigan State to put up 17. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Michigan State should struggle to do much on offense here just because of the way that the, – the, look, Maryland you're, you're had a eat. lot of success passing the ball against, against – um, Michigan State last week, and they also had success running the ball. Yeah, It's like Maryland's coaching, along with their quarterback's decision-making, is their Achilles heel. So Yeah. No, yeah, you're going to need a heroic day like we saw against Michigan out of Kenneth Walker III to even have a chance. And, and you're just not going to because their secondary puts them behind the eight ball so bad. So bad. Like, you, you want to run, and you have a great running back that can do it, but that works when you're playing Michigan, who also wants to run. When you're playing Ohio State, who it's a, it's going to be a track meet, you're, they don't have the firepower to keep up. So yeah, they Ohio State's going to score two to three touchdowns to every one touchdown by Michigan, Michigan State. So give me the Buckeyes with the points and give me the over. Justin, are you on this? Yes, I have two plays for this, and one of them is my lock of the week. Okay, let's hear it. Um, well, first I am taking Michigan State plus nineteen. Really? Yeah, um, I agree with what you said about Ohio State needs to win this game and stay alive in the playoff. Michigan State or Ohio State? Ohio State. Well, they both both need a win. Yeah, nobody doesn't need to win right now. Well, yeah, but I think Ohio State will win this game, but I think 19 is too many points. Um, So what do you think that Michigan State is going to do to stay in the football game? Um, I think Peyton Thorne's gonna have a good game. Really? Yeah. What is a what does a good game mean? Um I'm gonna say about two hundred yards, a touchdown, and just no interceptions. Two hundred yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. That that'll be the So how many points part. how many points do you think Ohio State's scoring in this one? Um I, I think it'll be about forty three. 43 to 45. All right. So, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, we're, we're discussing, we're breaking down uh, for the listeners. So, if they're putting up 45 and Peyton Thorne's throwing one touchdown, who's scoring all the other touchdowns for Michigan State? 
You expecting another Superman Kenneth Walker performance? Yes. I don't know. See, because I know I think that Ohio State knows. Don't let Kenneth Walker beat you. And and quietly they have a good run defense. Like the the main thing. I, and so you could look at it two ways because the the weakness of Ohio State's defense is the secondary. I feel like that's fair to say. Um. But they were kept talking about it. So Purdue has a probably one a top five wide receiver that'll be drafted off the board in Bell. And they had a freshman that was going up against him, and he did really, honestly, pretty well. So it's an improving Ohio State secondary. But the weakness – so it, it's it's two teams' weaknesses. It's Peyton Thorne is the weakness of their offense versus the secondary, which is the weakness of Ohio State's defense, which it's nowhere near as weak as Michigan State's. But it's like who – Who's going to have more success that week link or this week link? So it is a lot of points, but this is one for me where I think like it could be 28 points like that. And then it's like, okay, what this is one where I feel like you, you just can't really be afraid of the number. It is a lot of points. If it was over 21, I mean, I'd still take it, but it, it would definitely be a little bit more. Uh, the fact that it's sitting there at 19, I don't know. I, I just don't think that Michigan State has the firepower to keep up with them. But So are you on the point total as well? Yeah, my lock of the week is the over. Okay. Over how many? 68 and a half. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Fuck, it's gone up. I had 67, but so yeah. I don't think... Yeah, that the biggest question here is Peyton Thorne. Look, Maryland plays nothing but man defense. They're idiots. They don't know how to make an adjustment when they're getting torched all damn game. Peyton Thorne made a lot of plays against Maryland. And quite frankly, Kenneth Walker got off to a slow start against them. But Michigan State has playmakers on the outside at receiver. Yeah. Um, But we saw, we saw that fucking, that dude trying to throw the football against But the key here is like, if Michigan State got off to such a hot start against Maryland that, they don't. I think the exact thing that happened to Maryland is going to happen to Michigan State this week, where that Ohio State's going to jump out quick. Yeah, and it just throws everything out of sorts. Yeah, you know? it's like you get hit in your mouth. Now your game plan right. goes out the window. Um, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be three touchdowns to every one touchdown. For it's going to be three for Ohio State, one for Michigan. You're going to be looking at twenty-one to seven, forty-two to fourteen in the blink of an eye. So, um. It's just with the with the emergence of Henderson running the football, it's like now they can do anything that they want. They can beat you any way that they want. If he's going to continue to run the football like that, that secondary, especially if they establish the run, I hope they come out and almost start, not slow, but just, just try to run the ball, effectively run the ball to start, and then that secondary is going to start getting beat bad. So, um. But yeah, so you're putting you you're putting your uh your faith in Peyton Thorne. Been there, done that. Um no, no thank you. Kenneth Walker carried us to victory. I don't know that he's gonna be able to do it this week. Uh so let's see. So yeah, I'm on I, I guess what are we at? Sixty eight and a half. I had it at sixty seven, but I'll take sixty eight and a half. Um so yeah, I'm on the Buckeyes with the points, as is Nick. And then Justin is on the Spartans, and then we're both on the over. Um all right, Nick, give me your next one. Um, UL at Liberty. Liberty's four-and-a-half-point favorites. I looked at this for a while. At so. times, Liberty looks good, and at times, they don't. 
I think that Malik Willis, the dual threat ability, especially the running part of his, the element that he presents there, is going to present problems for UL. Um, look, UL is quietly a really, really, really good football team, but I'm going to bet on Liberty coming off of a bye here. I think that, I don't know, it's just like, look, at times they, they look like the team they were last year, uh, close to being an undefeated team going into a bowl game. And and this year, it's like they do some head-scratching things. They make a lot of mistakes. I think that the bye was something that they needed, and I'm going to I'm roll with Liberty, minus four and a half. I'm going to do it as well. Um, I was looking at this one for quite a while, and honestly, my, my gut tells me to take you well, <laughs> but I'm going to take uh, – it's like once you see what Malik Willis can do – and that that was the biggest problem is that we watched that one game against who was it UAB yeah and he was just the best player on the football field by far like lighting it up so it's like it's hard not to roll with that but they have a solid defense they showed it against Ole Miss they yeah. gave up three points in the second half and Levi Lewis is like doc he's like almost kind of like Malik Willis it's fucking Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde as, not as good well no not as dynamic and not as explosive but from the sense of like he'll look great one game and terrible the next game yeah mostly bad though yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're nine and one. Um, I know, but look, that he's got fifteen touchdowns, four picks. I mean, I mean that's that's okay. No, yeah, it's not bad through but, ten, but games. that's not mostly bad. But that's not like light. It's not like he's really good sometimes. Yeah, fifteen I mean, he touchdown was, through ten games. That's a touchdown and a half a game. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, but like App State, he looked fucking good. That sucked. Um, the key thing here is like. UAB and UL are kind of a lot alike in, in the strengths of their team. It's yeah. running the football. And then you look at what, what Liberty was able to do to to UAB. Uh-huh. I think – I'm not going to say that they really destroy them like they did UAB, but I think that the matchup is similar and that uh, I think Liberty could force them in, into uncharacteristic getting them away from running it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, my next one, I'm going to take Florida with the points. I'm taking Florida minus 8.5 on the road against Missouri. Um, It is a lot of points for a road team, but Florida's defense got absolutely embarrassed. I really wanted to take the under in this one, but I'm not going to. Um, Florida's defense got embarrassed, embarrassed last week against whoever the hell they were Samford. playing. Samford. Yeah, Samford. The Samford Bulldogs. Um, so Todd, Todd Grantham's going to get them up and rolling this week. Like I said, an embarrassing performance. Uh, that's not something that he is going to uh, have happen two weeks in a row, in my opinion. I wanted to take the under. Uh, I'm going to stay away from it, but give me the Gators with the points on the road. Yeah, the Sanford Bulldogs. Just to mention something from last week, I said my brother had a bulldog get run over in front of his driveway. Yes. Every damn bulldog, and you can imagine, <laughs> covered the damn spread last weekend. So nothing means nothing anymore. <laughs> All right, well, take that uh, for what that's worth. Um, all right, what is your next one, Justin? Um, I have Tulane minus five and a half against UCF. I am USF kidding. or UCF? U- USF, yes, thank you. USF. Um, yeah, I'm taking the green wave at minus five and a half. Um, I think it, I know they are one and eight, one and nine, but mm-hmm. I think this is a really good spot for them to get a win right here. And um, 
It's at Yeoman Stadium uh, Saturday night, so I think this is a really good spot for them. So I'm taking them. It's probably their best spot to to get another win before the year's over. Yeah. Um, and like they they're a scrappy team. I do like Pratt at quarterback. He kind of has that it factor as well a little bit. Um, so yeah, I like that pick. Uh, UCF is not good. I mean USF is not good. So, Mm-mm. but five and a half is a lot for a team that's one and nine. But the team they're playing is two and eight. They're at home. So give me the Bulls. Really? Yeah. Stop it. Are you serious? I'm that serious. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Is it just because Justin's on Tulane? That's part of the reason. <laughs> we haven't picked against each other in a while, though. No, look, South yeah, Florida, man, they're not that good. They're not that good, but their quarterback's dynamic. He's a hard player to stop. He like, I'm betting on. I'm betting on the Bulls here. Look, I thought Tulane would eventually bounce back, but now I don't. I don't know. But he's got five touchdowns and six interceptions. Yeah, but it's it's the keeping the drives alive. <laughs> so who would you rather, him or Levi Lewis? I'm just telling you what I've seen. I know, I've kidding. watched. I haven't South watched Florida. Them. Well, yeah, you didn't get to watch the Houston game. No, I didn't. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm it's like they just kept answering every damn time Houston was about to pull away. I'm not kidding though that I do like Michael Pratt. I think that's his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's not bad, especially even just looking at his stats. I mean, he's not lighting it up in the yards, but he's got 17 touchdowns and five interceptions, and he can make it happen with his legs a little bit. Like I said, and you just said, I did. I haven't watched USF, so I, I can't tell you what they've been doing. Um, but we saw Tulane give Oklahoma a run for their money. Um, and I do agree with Justin that this is probably. I mean, there's only two weeks left, so they're not making a bowl game. This is their last-ditch effort because they got to go on the road to Memphis the following week. That's not happening. This is their last chance to get another win. The only team they've beaten this year is Morgan State, 69-20. to So God only knows they're playing children, I guess, because they can't beat anybody. Um, yeah, it's not like I know anything. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know USF. so They're not that good. Neither team is good, yeah. And it is a lot of points for a team that's 1-9, and nine, so – we will see. Uh, y'all can battle that one out. Um, Let me give you another little quick one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Purdue minus 11 against Northwestern. Okay. Um, taking Purdue minus 11. On the road. Yep, on the road. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Purdue can score. Northwestern struggles too. So that's the extent of what I have on that game. Uh, are you on Northwestern, Nick? <laughs> I should be. Should <laughs> oh. No. I shouldn't even took USF. <laughs> Do you want to? You want to scratch it from the record? No, it's too late now. Hell no! He said it's too late. I'm gonna make oh, him no, pay you, for that. Jesus, you just changed yourself <laughs> so bad, Justin. Remember this. Bookmark that for the next episode. Um. All right, give me. Where is it? Where is it? Um, Pitt in Virginia. Give me the over sixty six. I've been cashing in on pit overs and spreads. Um, well, I took the under last week, but, I mean, hey, it's a good pick. Um, Pitt averages 43 points a game. Virginia, their quarterback looks like shit when he does it, but for somehow that dude can move the chains and put up points. So they average 35 themselves, but they also give up 30. Um, this probably, unless the weather's supposed to be bad, which from what I saw it is not, uh, should be a track meet a little bit. Pitt's obviously got the much better defense, but – I think uh, Virginia's got a good enough offense that they'll be able to put up their fair share of points. Uh, 66, I'll take the over. What is uh, your next one, Nick? 
Um, number three ranked Oregon at 23 ranked Utah. Utah is three point favorites at home. I'm gonna roll with the Utes. Okay. I think that that's this that's is, a game to watch for sure. This is one of yeah. This is gonna be my favorite game to watch. Well, I think you hope. Look, both of the the yeah. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> all I ask for is a chance. Okay, <laughs> that's all I ask for. Um, Oregon. I don't know. Look, it's like uh, Oregon just not that good to me. No, I I don't think so either. And Utah I don't, they're is not, not like the third the, best team in the country. A really good team either, but I think real, these teams. Obviously, the spread indicates that even though there's a big discrepancy in the ranking here, Utah's favored. Yeah. So, um, now I like Utah, the balance they have on offense. Oregon's also balanced on offense, but I just, I like the, um, I think that Utah's a little bit more death at running back, and then I like their quarterback better than Oregon's. So okay. I'm yeah. rolling with the Utes. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think Oregon's that good. I really don't. They're not the third best team in the country. Um, I test and statistically, the, I, I don't. I don't think that they're the third best team in the country. Um. All right, I have one left. It's my lock of the week. What about y'all? I have three. How many do you have left? I didn't. I don't have it. Jesus, Christ. I can make one though. What? <laughs> yeah, what you, what's your lock? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Confidence. <laughs> um. All right, Justin, give me your two, and then save your lock. My lock was the Michigan State over. Jesus Christ, that's right. I forgot. We we never save the locks till the end. All right, I'm going then. I have one left. It is my lock of the week, and I'm going back to where my bread had always been buttered. Uh, give me Boise State minus twenty seven at home. Last game on the Smurf turf, playing New Mexico, one of the worst teams against the spread. They're one and nine against the spread. New Mexico scores thirteen points a game. They score less than two touchdowns a game. They barely average over two hundred and fifty yards of offense. It is a struggle for them to score the football. Uh, give me the Broncos minus twenty seven. This is a five six touchdown victory easily. Andy Avalos needs to give the fans something to get excited about because this has been a letdown of a year. Boise's rolling after three straight victories and a dominating victory over Fresno, who was number 23 in the nation at the time. Boise beat them 40-14. to New Mexico's coming off of a loss to Fresno 34-7. to So give me the Blue Broncos. Give me them big. It's my lock of the week. They've burned me every week except one this year. And I think it was the first. No, we I pushed. And then I might have won one other game with Boise. Boise was the team to go to when you needed a win last year. So it's getting down. We got two weeks left. It's time. It's crunch time. I need a win. I'm going back to the well. Lock of the week. Book it. All right. You got any more picks? He's got three, three more. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, Oklahoma and Iowa State. I'm going with the Sooners minus four. Um, it's actually at three and a half now. Um, Oklahoma minus three and a half. Iowa State's pretty season is pretty much over, so give me the Sooners minus three and a half. Caleb Williams is starting, so I like that. And yes, did you watch last week? Yes. Okay, because he started last week too. Um, um, let me give you, and I'm not on this game, but let me just give you something to think about. Lincoln Riley just got offered an eight million nine eight year ninety plus million dollar deal. 
those rumors are going to be circulating in that locker room. Um, it is at home. It could be a bounce back spot for Oklahoma, but that was a shitty fucking performance. I will personally, I can't say for the bowl games, but I won't bet on Oklahoma the last two weeks after watching last, last Rattler came in and it was like, you couldn't write a better story. Rattler's going to march onto the field, lead him back to this triumphant victory. No, he fucking sucks. <laughs> Bad. Uh, Caleb Williams looked like shit, so I'll take him in Baton Rouge. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. That's not going to be one that they blow him out, I don't think. I'm not saying they won't cover, but that, might, that one's going to be a sweat. So, I got two more for you. Go ahead. Um, Iowa and Illinois. Okay. Going with the under at 38 and a half. Jesus. Uh, Iowa's going to be rolling with their backup quarterback, and Illinois is going to be without their head coach. Where's Bielema? COVID. Is he? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Iowa's got a really good defense. Illinois' offense sucks. And, yeah, give me the under at 38 and a half. That is fucking low. Um, it's actually at 39. Okay. Do you one better? Um. Okay, what's your last one? Uh, last one is Clemson and Wake Forest, and I'm gonna go with uh, Wake Forest plus four. I don't know if that line has changed. Since yeah, that, this that's that's interesting. Um, that's the, it's four and a half now, so that's definitely the side I would lean as well. Um, but that's also one that I feel like the vast majority of the public is gonna be on that side. Um, That's what I thought too, but it's not as as much as you would think. Like I thought it was going to be like a ninety to ten, but it, it's yeah. I mean, there's still going to be still a, majority. There's still going to be a lot of bets coming in because um, we're only we're only at Wednesday right now. But um, I mean, by the time it actually rolls around, it'll probably be uh, a little bit more one sided, I would think. But let's see. Yeah. It, well, right now. The money, uh, Clemson's getting twenty four percent. Wake Forest is getting seventy six percent of the money. So it, I mean, it is the large amount of the public is on Wake Forest. Um, I would expect that to probably go up even more in favor of Wake Forest. Um, there is some sharp action on Clemson, but like yeah. I said, it's still early. Um, uh, but, Justin Ross is going to be out for Clemson. Okay, I think that's his name, Justin yeah, something. I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's Ross. Um. Yeah, that's big. He's like their only guy. Yeah, and, and I want to say they don't have a single senior starting. I mean, I know that's not a huge deal. Yeah, but um, so Wake Forest probably has a lot. So yeah, um, where's Wake Forest at? Is that in uh, Carolinas? One yeah. of the Carolinas? Yeah, it's over there. Um, okay, so you're done, Nick. I got two more now. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, going back to Thursday night, I'm gonna touch on a Louisville game with Duke. Um, I'm going to go with Louisville at Duke over 60 and a half. Okay. Two bad defenses, two good running games. You got to f- run the ball to finish in the red zone. Duke's defense is horrendous. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the, I'm taking over 60 here. And then I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to Arizona State at Oregon State. Um, uh, let me tell you the side I would lean. I'm not taking it. I'm not betting the sides. Oh, are you? Okay, I would go Oregon State in Corvallis. It's tough. Yeah, look, it's A- tough Arizona to State's kind of like 
Corvallis is tough. Weird shit happens in Corvallis. They want to fire Herm Edwards. Are they? No, I don't it's think that's seven smart and three. Group. But <laughs> yeah, they pulled off two wins in a row. They were like irrelevant the last five. I'm gonna shoot at the under here, under fifty nine. Yeah, I would lean that way. Uh, weird shit happens in Corvallis, dude. I'm telling you, don't be don't be shocked if uh, Oregon State. I mean, it's they're six and four. It's not like they're a terrible team, but Arizona State was ranked for a large portion of the season and was looking like they could do something. So, um. All right, so I'll recap mine real quick. Uh, give me Ohio State minus 19 and the over 68.5. Give me Florida minus 8.5 on the road against Missouri. It's a lot of points for, for a, uh, a road team, but their defense is going to bounce back in a big way. Uh, give me the Pitt, Virginia, over 66. I'm on Liberty with Nick minus 4.5. And, and my lock of the week, go back to what you know. Boise State minus 27 against one of the worst teams against the spread. It's the last time on the blue turf. We gotta send a statement moving into next season. I'm going with um Louisville at Duke over sixty and a half. I'm going with Ohio State minus nineteen. I'm going with USF against Tulane plus five and a half. I'm going with Utah minus three. Arizona State at Oklahoma at Oregon State under fifty nine. And then for my lock, I'm going to go with Liberty. Let's go William Byron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh. The NASCAR driver? Yeah. Because he's got the decal on his car. <laughs> yeah, he drives for um, <laughs> Liberty right. University as his sponsor. Yep. That's pretty cool. Go ahead and recap your or, uh, yeah, recap your picks. Um, first one, I got Army minus 37 against UMass. Michigan State plus 19 against Ohio State. Purdue minus 11 against Northwestern. Oklahoma minus 3.5 against Iowa State. Tulane minus 5.5 against UCF. USF. Iowa and Illinois under 39. Wake Forest plus 4.5 against Clemson. And my lock of the week is Michigan State and Ohio State over 68.5. Okay. Uh, there you go. That's our college picks for the week. And then we'll go ahead and recap NFL very quickly and then give those games out and then get the show on the road because I got college basketball on. Uh, Thursday night, Ravens, I had minus 7.5 and, and I had the over 46.5. The Ravens look like one of the worst teams in football against one of the worst teams in football. So that wasn't good. Uh, the over was my lock. Neither one hit. And nothing hit this week for me. Seahawks plus three. The defense played really well up until the end. Seahawks got blanked. Zero points in Russell Wilson's return. Um, didn't see it coming. Also didn't know it was going to be a snow game. Uh, but it is what it is. And then Broncos minus two and a half. Not a good showing. 0-4 week for me. It's by far the worst week I've had in the NFL this year. Uh, it is what it is. There's low the peaks and valleys. So... Uh, Nick, you had three plays. Ravens minus seven and a half. Damn, dude. The Dolphins, they're back. They're back. Um, Saints plus three. We lost by two. Unfortunately, due to the referees and our field goal kicker can't kick extra points. Yes. Um, but we covered. Vikings, Chargers over 53. This was my lock. Uh, I kind of got off to a slow start. And, man, the Chargers got the – or. No, the Chargers had to kick a field goal or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was looking like they were going to get the ball back with a chance to go down and score a touchdown to hit, make this game hit 54 points. But 
their defense wasn't good enough to get a stop, and the Vikings were able to go for it on fourth down and run a clock out Yep. before I could cash in on the over. Yep. So one and two for you. Justin, you had four plays. Um. Yeah, I had the Ravens first half uh, minus four. Uh, that did not hit. Then I had the Bills minus 12 and a half. That was my lock of the week, and that one hit. Seahawks plus three. Yeah, I've never seen Russell Wilson get blanked like that before. That did not hit. And then Chiefs minus two and a half on Monday night. They looked like the old Chiefs. Um, they covered. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes stopped trying to do uh, the impossible. But, uh, yeah, it's first first week this year that we've all got blanked on a Thursday. So uh, it won't happen again. But, well, it might happen this week. Uh, so yeah, I went 0 and 4. That brings me to 34, 29 and 1. So still doing really well. Uh, 6 and 4 in my locks of the week, even after coming off of a loss. So we're 60% on the locks. Uh, and 34, 29 and 1 after, again, an 0 and 4 week is we're doing, we're doing well in the NFL. We need to do better, but we're doing well. Nick went 1 and 2. That brings him to 26, 33 and 1. He did not hit his locks. So he is at 3, 6 and 1 in his locks of the week. And I mean, when you start in a fucking terrible hole, you got to claw back. So you're making up ground a little bit, uh, definitely from where you are. So we still got time. And, I mean, shit, there's only two weeks left in college, so we're about to have to turn our attention uh, drastically to the NFL. Um, Justin went 2-2. Two and two. That brings him to 26-13 and 7-3 and and in his locks of the week. All right, Thursday, Patriots going on the road to play the Falcons. Falcons are seven-point home. Underdogs. Who wants it? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I have the Patriots minus seven. Okay. Um, Falcons are without Cordell Patterson as well. Um, so that's another wide receiver down. Running back. He plays wide receiver. Too. Running back. But yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So give me the Patriots minus seven. Okay. Nick, which side are you leaning? Falcons. I think I'm on the Falcons, too. Seven. Falcons plus seven at home. Patriots have been rolling lately. It's going to be close. Falcons may get an upset here, I think. Um, Yeah, we keep seeing this with the Giants. Keep the Falcons getting, are playing better. I mean, they beat the Saints. Quietly. Yeah. I mean, they're not that good of a team. So. so, Justin, where did you see that Patterson's out? It, it came out on, like, Monday. Okay, was it well, ESPN, what, CBS? It was not ESPN. Well, what came out today? CNN. What came out? <laughs> what came out today on ESPN is that he is a game time decision. Falcons plus seven. Um, He's playing. You're doomed. <laughs> yeah. Three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, we keep seeing it with the Giants. You can't keep making. It's the NFL, and it's the year where. Okay, one. We were talking. Not we. I've been saying. I think Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback out of this class. And now ESPN thinks so, too. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, after the Saints played him, it's okay, this dude's not very good. The Patriots are not very good. So what changed so drastically? You know? Well, look, they've Seven been able to form lot. an identity around the running game, and they're getting the tight ends involved. On defense, man, that defense has been playing, oh, playing really great. well. Yeah. So yeah, Belichick is, is in his bag and fucking flexing his uh, defensive prowess for sure. But it's still seven points against. They've taken a lot of pressure off of him lately. Yeah. So is Calvin Ridley coming back from his mental crisis? No. All right, I'm gonna message. Him but on he'll Twitter. be on Doctor Phil on Tuesday. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna message Calvin <laughs> on Twitter and see what we can do. That's a total joke. Um, we don't give a shit about mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we don't. We're um, mentally ill enough here. Yeah. Watching football. <laughs> I've drank so much coffee, and there's only one reason why. Talking about mental illness. I randomly got given a coffee, and I had a great day betting. I've been drinking so much <laughs> fucking coffee. This was from the other day. I have a full one in the fridge. There's but an I, empty one in the sofa, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's one There's one in the fridge that I'm I'm jonesing to get back to. Um, so now I have a caffeine addiction, all because I won a few bets. Um, seven points, a seven-point home dog. I understand this is a 28-3 redemption. This is the redemption game for Matt Ryan. Put 28-3 to bed. I mean, you'll never be able to, but this week on Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Falcons, plus seven as well. So uh, me and Nick are on Falcons. Justin's on the Patriots. Also, uh, another home dog. Give me the Vikings, plus two against the Packers. I like that pick a lot. Vikings are one of those teams that have not lived up to expectations. I feel like the Packers were due. If it wasn't a snow game, like their offense did not look good. It's just it's a snow game. If you ever have the Packers playing in the snow in Lambeau, take them. Yeah, huh? A hundred thousand percent. Right when I said I took the Packers as a late, very late ad. Yeah. But I, I mentioned that I think it might snow, but it's like you did. up no, in yeah, the air. Did. But once I saw that that morning, I remember seeing the snow. And then after the Saints game, I was like, all right, dial it in. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like this, um, it's do or die for the Vikings. This is a division game. The Packers, COVID, this and that. I felt like they were due for um, an off week, and then they got granted snow. So here they always play the Packers really well too. Yeah, it's a divi- yeah divisional opponent. It's like the Falcons always seem to kind of be in it with us. Um, and there's a tough spot for Wilson coming back from that injury. His yeah, first it was. week. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, no, I, Kirk Cousins is not playing bad. Dalvin Cook. Back from the injuries, he's got a few weeks under his belt now, so he can get clicking. They've got weapons on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Aaron Jones is going to be out with an MCL sprain, so it's going to be a lot of A.J. Dillon, but he doesn't give you that dynamic uh, Mm -hmm. catching out of the backfield that Aaron Jones does. So a lot more of it's going to be put on Rodgers' shoulders unless A.J. Dillon really gets going. I wonder if you'll see more Kylan Hill, the rookie from Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't see why not because he can catch out the backfield. So, um but yeah, I'm on the Vikings plus two at home. Okay, um, my first play on Sunday is Lions at Browns. The Browns are eleven and a half point favorites. I'm rolling with the Browns. Getting back Nick Chubb. They got to get back to the is, roots. Run the ball. Is he back? He should. He's vaccinated. <laughs> if you're vaccinated, you come back two days after you test positive for the virus. Oh, it was COVID. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was banged up with like an injury. He was, which that's a benefit to being. And then he out. got COVID? So he, he came back, had a really productive game, um, and then, and then COVID. caught COVID. So okay. let's say he was still a little banged up. Uh, Give he, him extra time. He to had time to rest. So okay. I'm going with the Browns minus 11.5 against a very weak Lions defense who just keep getting their heart broken time after time. They got a tie, so. It, it is 11. Trending it's 11.5? Right yeah. What, okay. what does he say about you? No, nothing. I, I, things I, change quickly. I was looking at it. <laughs> I was looking at it earlier. Um, yeah, if Chubb's back, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Eventually, I definitely don't think the Lions are going to win, and they've covered a few games. So, yeah, uh, you probably. The Browns, after who'd they just get embarrassed by? The Patriots? Yeah, the Browns have to get it rolling. Yeah, um, looks like 11 and a half. Give me the – oh, my bad. Justin, give me your next one. Um, 
Okay, okay. I hopped on the the Vikings pick with you. Okay. Um, give me the Bucks minus eleven against the Giants. Okay, on Monday night. Yeah. Um, Bucks seem to always find a way to really beat up on these um, not so good of a teams. Uh, I know the Giants are kind of turning it around and looking good. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks also turn it around and beat them pretty bad. I'm on the Giants plus eleven. Danny Dimes. Yeah, I was the most on the Giants. Tom Brady, he's washed. He's done. He's he's done for. Uh, Taylor Heineke's got Tom Brady's number. The entire NFC East has Tom Brady's number. Cowboys covered. They didn't win. They should have won. Um, they didn't win, right? Yeah, that was like the first week of the. Yeah, it was. Um, the Cowboys didn't win. Yeah, right. They lost, but they should have won. Um, they should have <laughs> lost by more. Yeah, well, they got to the red zone so many times. So, um, but then you got the Redskins beat them. We're getting three covers out of. Uh, I don't need the Giants to win. I just need them to cover. So, uh, the NFC East is going to completely run the table and cover against the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't count the Eagles. So, yeah, are you you're not on this? No. All right. Also, give me the. Speaking of the NFC East, give me the Cowboys plus two and a half against the Chiefs. So Cowboys, um, I know it was the Falcons, but like you said, the Falcons, I mean, we say they were looking better. They beat the Saints, but then they just got absolutely embarrassed by the Cowboys. Uh, But the Cowboys got embarrassed by the Broncos, who also suck. So it's flip-flop, flip-flop. Everybody's going to be on the Chiefs now. They're going to think the Chiefs are back to what they were and – previous years so if Mahomes takes underneath stuff then yeah we've seen what they can do but we don't know what no I'm just laughing (laughs) we're like the Falcons are playing are quietly playing really good yeah they just got absolutely embarrassed by. but hey it's better to have a short-term memory uh loss than long-term memory loss without a doubt uh that that's scientifically proven um yeah you know what you get with the Cowboys you got Zeke you got Dak you got CD you got Amari so you got guys that can score they're going to throw the ball all over the place. The Chiefs defense isn't that great. And then you got Trayvon Diggs, who I don't think is that good, but he gets a lot of interceptions. So he's going to have opportunities with tips and overthrows by Mahomes. So give me the Cowboys plus two and a half on the road. Are the Chiefs really back? I don't I don't think that they're not, not back, but they're not the Chiefs of old just because they beat up on the Raiders, whose coach got outed for being a homophobic racist, and then their wide receiver killed a woman. So, and a dog, and a dog. So that that organization's in turmoil. Uh, caught him at the right time. Give me the Cowboys. What is your next one, Nick? Um, Texans at Titans. Give me the tight. Give me the Texans plus ten. I was looking at it because the the Titans of hottest team in football. And this the is ball the bounces up and down. This is the NFL. When the ball bounces up. It must go back down to bounce up again. This is a a, a letdown <laughs> week for the uh, <laughs> Titans. Give me the Texans plus ten. Um, all right, at home, my last pick. Um, uh, fuck, yeah, okay. My last pick is the Chargers minus five and a half over the Steelers. Okay, so the Steelers defense is fucking really good. I know. Uh. The Chargers' offense used to be really good. 
They need to get back on track. The Steelers are not a, that good of a football team. They're really not uh, w- with or without Ben Roethlisberger. They're not going to do anything this year in terms of playoff, Super Bowl, et cetera. Uh, the Chargers need to get back on track, especially on the offensive side of the football. So at home, I think it's a Sunday night game, so prime time. Give me the Chargers with the points. Okay. Um, TJ Watt um, has been hurt too. Good. He I hope. practice today, and uh, yeah, but I can't take your your information for it because if he's anything like Cordero, Cordero Patterson, he's going to be playing uh, guaranteed. So, but yeah, no, I hope he's out. I hope you're right because he's the best player on their defense, far and away. Who's got what else? Who? What you got? I got three more. I have two okay. more. Okay. Um, Saints at Eagles. Give me the Saints here. Plus one and a half. They shouldn't be underdogs here. The Eagles. You don't think? The Eagles, if they can't run, the Eagles are going to have a hard time here. It worries me because we struggle with quarterbacks that can run. Yeah, I mean, look, we played this game last year. They got us. Uh-huh. Um, and they shouldn't have. Taysom yeah. fucked us out of that. We we made, a, like, all the mistakes you shouldn't make. Just like against Tennessee. Um. This no, is but one. I think that the Eagles, the identity that they've been building the past few games, the success that they've shown has been through running the ball. I just don't see you being able to run it against the Saints. No, yeah, I agree. So if they get put into a one-dimensional situation, Jalen Hurts, look, he needs that lean, He needs that running game to, to lean on. I think that the Eagles struggle in this one on offense, and that's why I'm rolling with the Saints plus one and a half. This is a – I'll take – yeah, me too. Uh, this is a must-win. It is. I, I it, it it's tough to call a middle of the season game a uh, a must win, but e- these are games we're supposed to win. You can't keep dropping the ones that you're supposed to win and expect to do anything. So, um, yeah, I can't see us losing three in a row. I mean, I can, but we shouldn't have lost the last two. So, when you we should have beat Atlanta. We should have beat Tennessee. So when you keep losing games that you should have won, it, it, you can't you can't continue to allow that to happen. So they got we got to come out. We got to start fast. We got to be efficient. Um, like Nick said, stop the run. Make Jalen Hurts beat you through the air. He's proven that he's not going to do it. It's when he is able to have a run game and also contribute to the run game with his legs that he can be a problem. Yeah, I, I, I'll take the Saints as well. So this is a this is a big one for us with the division stagnant. Um, a tough one for the pay, I mean for the Falcons, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's washed, so the door is wide open. So I'll take the Saints as well. Uh, you got another one? Yeah, y'all. I have two. Roll them out. Um, going with the Bengals minus one against the Raiders. Okay. Um, at the Raiders, but yes, I'm taking the Bengals minus one. Okay. Dude, who did the Raiders play last week? The Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was freaking. Daryl Williams mossed the shit out of uh, that shit talking mother effort that tried to talk down on Drew Brees. Was that Jonathan Abram? Yeah, Yeah. that was. I like Jonathan Abram the way he plays, but yeah, I forgot he did that about Drew Brees. So yeah, fuck him. So I was glad to see that. Yeah, John Eric High School. Yep, stand up. Um, The Jamboree. He shit all over (laughs) y'all. That was that was a regular season game. Yeah, was it? (laughs) Look, there was one play. they hiked it over the quarterback's head. John Eric hiked it over their quarterback's head, twenty yards uh-huh. behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and 
<laughs> Daryl Williams goes running back there to get the ball while well, I'm chasing him. <laughs> and I got him. I got an angle on him. Like I'm a I'm like from me to you. Uh-huh. Like Less than five yards, and there's really nowhere for him to go. And Larry Hurd's playing cornerback. I'm a linebacker. He comes out of nowhere, zooming in, <laughs> fucking slides, trying to come and make the tackle. Takes me out. Daryl Williams gains 30 yards on a play. On a 20-yard snap over yeah. the quarterback's head. When he retrieved the ball 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. So Larry comes and cleans Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, no, I remember Tyler Sterling said, uh, he said it was like tackling a tree. Like, literally just, just – Oh, yeah, I remember one time he slamming into a tree trunk. He either caught a pass or caught a a toss opposite of um the side <laughs> of the field I was playing on. Well, I was backside pursuing and I like caught him 20 yards downfield after he juked out uh the other 10 players on the defense <laughs> and I had to grab onto his one of his foot and wait for my friends to come and somebody right down. <laughs> friends were yeah. He was like, he had, I had him by one foot. He was like dragging me a couple <laughs> yards and finally somebody come and help me get him down. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, dude's in the NFL now. I'm sure he was pretty damn solid. Um, All right, how many more do y'all have? I have two more. All right. Uh, Washington, the team formerly known as the Redskins at the Panthers. Give me the Panthers minus three and a half. Okay. Rejuvenated team. Okay, Justin. Uh, will Cam Newton let us down? Probably so. <laughs> yeah, they're saying he might get the start. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Yeah. Uh, you better hope because P.J. Walker sucks. Bad. Yeah. Real bad. Uh, all right, Justin, what is your next one? It's my lock. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, Ravens minus four and a half against the Bears. Actually, yeah, I meant to write that down. Uh, yeah, I'm on that as well. This is a bounce back spot for the Ravens um, after getting fucking embarrassed against the the uh, Dolphins. So, and this is your lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. Uh, Vikings are my lock this week. Okay, Cardinals at Seahawks. Cardinals are two and a half point favorite. You'll know. I'll never bet the Cardinals. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks at home plus two and a half. Is Kyler Murray back? I'm sure he's probably. They're saying be. he's coming back. I don't care. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, second week back. Plays better than last week. Um, at home, look, the the Seahawks defense, like you said, man, they, statistically they aren't very good, but they, they play pretty good in the red zone. Um, I like the Seahawks here at home, plus two and a half, and really what is, I know we like to say it all the time, but this is like a must win for mm-hmm. the Seahawks if they want any chance at uh, no, yeah. postseason. Yeah. I would say it's definitely a must win because you had those games without Russell Wilson. They couldn't get a win, but they might have got one. I think they played one like the Jaguars or some shit. Um, but, yeah, you can't drop that many games, especially in their division. So, yeah, no, I, I would I would agree. It is more – you could definitely classify it as a must win. Um, All right, and you have one more? No, that's it. That's the lock. The Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, to recap – so we're all done. Yep. All right, recap mine. Thursday night, I got the Falcons plus seven. Uh, Vikings plus two is my lock of the week against the Packers. Cowboys plus two and a half over the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers minus five and a half on Sunday night. Giants plus 11 on Monday night. We got the Saints plus one and a half. And then we got the Ravens minus four and a half. I got the Falcons plus seven on Thursday night. I got the Browns minus 11 and a half. I have the Texans plus 10. 
I have the Saints plus one and a half. I have the Panthers minus three and a half. And I have the Seahawks plus two and a half at home as my lock of the week. Uh, for Thursday night, I have the Patriots minus seven against the Falcons. Then I have the Vikings plus two against the Packers. Then I have the Bengals minus one against the Raiders. Uh, Bucks minus 11 against the Giants. And my lock of the week is the Ravens minus four and a half against the Bears. Okay, there you go. That is our NFL picks for the week. Um, see if we can rebound after a brutal, brutal week in the NFL last week. Um, maybe not so much for y'all, but definitely for me. Uh, like I said, college basketball is in full swing. I'm watching the game as we speak. Uh, it's not going well, but so far the games this year have gone well. So we'll see if we can keep that moving in the right direction uh, for all of our college basketball picks. You got to go follow the Instagram page. We put them all out there. Um, yeah. Y'all got anything to say before we go? Adios, my friends. Goodbye. Justin. All right. Episode 94, Big Easy Bets. Uh, go follow the Twitter page as well. And yeah, that's all I got. All right. And like all our tweets. Yeah, please. <laughs> we do.